You're listening to season five of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I am so delighted that you are here. I'm passionate about all things business, marketing, and celebrating the everyday. And I'm here to help you navigate the crossroads of life, business, and everything in between. I'm a small city mama who works from home and has been an entrepreneur for almost 20 years, switching up from event planning to marketing and social media consulting. Along with personally experiencing hardship in my own life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me for happy hour as I connect you with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business, sharing all the secrets on how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you are challenged and encouraged to work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Before I dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know how grateful I am for every single review that you leave on Apple Podcast and Google. With listeners from around the world, each review helps Celebrating Simple Life podcast get noticed and grows our listenership. A review only takes a minute. You can even press pause right now. Scroll down on the Apple Podcast home screen, click the star rating and write a quick review, or jump over to Google Celebrating Simple Life. And if you want to connect on conversations about the episodes and find out who future guests are, follow Celebrating Simple Life podcast on Instagram and click over to celebratingsimplelife.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. I'm so delighted to have you with me today. Yes, you. The show is better because you are here. Today on the Celebrating Simple Life podcast, we are continuing our series about celebrating great things to come with an incredible conversation with Parrish Condra, partner in Caban Condos. How did two guys from Saskatoon decide to build beautiful and affordable properties in the tropical paradise of Mexico? Well, Parrish was born and raised in Saskatoon, and in 2015, he took a chance and partnered in the Caban Condos business with Mike Dallaire. He sold everything, moved to Mexico with two suitcases and zero Spanish. Tune in to hear how Parrish took a chance on creating new experiences and how what you want out of life is exactly what you make it. Hello, Parrish. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hola from Mexico. Buenos tardes from from sunny Mexico. I know. Okay, I'll rephrase. Hola, Parrish. I wish I was in Mexico with you. (laughs) You can hop on a plane. (laughs) Oh, gosh. We were just chatting about the snowstorm we're having here, and this is the time of year. We all, Saskatoon is a beautiful place until six months of winter arrives. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Summers oh. are great, but uh, they are short and uh, and winter does arrive. Yeah. And I always leave most of my heart in Mexico. So very, very excited to be chatting all things Mexico with you today. Um, so this is pretty cool. So this is such a bizarre, well, I don't believe in coincidences, but such an interesting story. I would say that we're probably looking, I'm going to say 10 years now, probably since we had the pleasure of meeting your business partner. At, he popped to our house. We were, my husband and I were chatting about the idea of how this could potentially all work with owning property in Mexico. And it was a dream of ours. And we were like young people who didn't really know what we were doing, but we're so intrigued at the idea that people from Saskatoon were in fact developing in Mexico. And it felt like 
suddenly it became a little bit more within reach to at least better understand how it could all work rather than thinking that it just felt like this idea that there was no way to really ever get any clear information on it. And how do you actually go about deciding that you want to live somewhere other than here? So here you are today to tell us all about this. And I would love to sort of just dive right in as to your background and how you started um, your company developing in Mexico. Sure. Yeah, let's get right to it. Well, first all, first of all, Mike, as, as who you know, Mike Dallaire, Yes. Um, he started all this about, yeah, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, he, you know, he was developing uh, property uh, in Saskatoon. Uh, and then he always kind of had a dream about uh, doing something in Mexico. Uh, it was just a dream, you know, building condos on the beach in Mexico. So him and his wife, you know, kind of make a long story short, him and his wife, Tanya, they honeymooned uh, in, in Tulum, which is uh, south of Cancun. And they really kind of, you know, the wheels were turning, you know, uh, Mike was thinking, you know, loves the area, loves the people. Uh, wasn't, you know, too keen on Tulum per se, you know, that area, but he kind of started looking at, uh, you know, property in, in the area. And, uh, you know, long story short, uh, met a realtor who knew a guy who, New contractor, you know, it's Mexico, right? Everybody knows totally. each other. Deal happens. So um, he ended up looking at some land in, in a little beach community called Mahawal, which is south of Tulum. Uh, it's about uh, four, four and a half hours south of Cancun to Mahawal. So it's right close to the Belize border. So uh, basically, he fell in love with that area and ended up making a deal on some land, um, on some beachfront land. Fe found Mario, uh, who works for us still today, Mario Guzman, who's, who's actually, he's, he's got family in Canada. He's, he's Mexican from, from Merida, um, but he uh, has family in Canada. His mom actually lives in Calgary right now. So he found Mario. Uh, Mario still works for us today. I'll get into that later. But, uh, you know, found a contractor, basically bought this land and just decided to build some condos to take a chance. Tanya thought he was crazy, obviously, you know, um, she's warming up to it now. She's, uh, you know, things have, have turned around for us, you know, the last couple of years, but, but anyways, uh, long story short, found a contractor and just basically put some plans together uh, to build some property. I mean, there, there's obviously a, more to the story, but, uh, uh, and then the challenges that endured, you know, to do this or to get to where we are today, the challenges, the just uh, the chaos and and I mean doing as as we know Mexico is beautiful and it's a great place to be to visit but it's a different it's different you know things don't always go as planned uh it's not like Canada or U.S. you know and that's what makes it beautiful in its own way but anyways getting back to the story um basically Mike took a chance and and started started building some condos in Mahawel and um you know it wasn't his intention to basically, you know, to live down there uh, yet, you know, they, you know, possibly have plans on retiring down here in the future that they still have young kids. So he, he, he wanted to just, you know, try it out, start building some condos, see how sales went and just take it from there. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, he basically tried to do things remotely from Canada. Um, he would come down every three to four months to check on things and, you know, rely on emails or WhatsApp phone calls, you know, to, uh, to work with the contractor and work with Mario. But, you know, he kind of realized that I really need 
to be down there or have somebody, you know, uh, mm-hmm. down in Mexico to really make this successful or to really grow the company. So basically getting back to how I kind of got involved is, um, you know, me and Mike have been good friends for 20 some years now. We met at a jet ski race in you know, Saskatoon. Uh, actually, Mike saw me. I bought a jet ski when I was really young, a stand up one, and I was on the river. And this guy just came uh, to see me or just just wanted to know what, what I was doing. And I just said, well, I just bought this jet ski and I'm just just hanging out, having fun, ripping around on the water. And he's like, oh, well, we, we actually race these things all over uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta. We have a little uh, a, a, like a race club, jet ski club. He's like, you should come check it out sometimes. So I did. And then just from that point on, you know, me and Mike became really good buddies. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, I never really knew, like we kind of lost contact for a few years, um, but we regained contact about seven years ago now. And, and I didn't know what he was doing in Mexico. And he kind of told me, we're actually at Blackstrap Lake uh, on the water, jet skiing, of, of course. And, <laughs> hanging out. and he's like, yeah, you should come check out what I'm doing in Mexico. I'm building condos like around Cancun, just south. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I, I would totally be down for that. I would, that would be awesome. And, and um, I, I said, let me know next time you go and I'll, I'll gladly join you and, and, you know, take some time, take a little vacation, you know, and see what's going on. And with no intention of really becoming part of the business or anything, just, just yeah. a guy's trip, you know? So, yeah. so then, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, a couple months later, he's like, yeah, I'm going down to Cancun like next week. Can you come? I'm like, Oh shit. Like next week. Like I, <laughs> vacations from my you know my work I just went on a holiday I think I just went to Hawaii actually like two months before this uh on a for a vacation and so I made it happen of course so basically you know make a a really long story short is like we go on this trip and I'd never been to Cancun at that point I've always I was a Hawaii guy. My family, uh, my mom and dad honeymooned in in, in Waikiki. They bought a timeshare. They would take us every couple of years on family vacations. Um, so I really got to love it. And then I bought a timeshare many years ago, and I would go every couple of years, you know, on my own. And uh, never been to never been to Mexico, not even a resort at, at this point. So I'm hopping on a plane with Mike, going to Cancun. I'm like, you know, okay, cool, it'll be fun and see what happens. And I remember we, we, we arrived, it was a, it was a afternoon flight and we got to Cancun at like, I don't know, four or five o'clock or so. So, and it's a four hour drive south to Mahawal. So we get there, get to our rental car and the guy's like, uh, gives us our car. And he's like, do you guys want, do you guys want a beer or water each? And he, he gives us either a Modelo, a Modelo Cerveza or, or water. So of course we both take the beer. He's like only one each. That's all you can have. So and Mike's been there, done that many times, obviously. He's, he's familiar with Cancun. And, you know, for me, it was my first time. And I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. And we drive, you know, four, five, four and a half hours south at, at night and uh, get to Mahawal. And, you know, I didn't really see, couldn't see much. It was dark. We arrived late and then we just, you know, checked into our, our place and uh, kind of just hung out, went to bed. But I remember waking up in the morning. I was like just blown away. I mean, it was just it was beautiful. It was paradise. And I was like, you know, the right then in that moment, the clock or the hamster was ticking in my brain. I was like, I, I need to get involved in this somehow. I was like, Mike's job. And I was envious. I was kind of like, maybe jealous a little bit, but I was more envious of him 
what he was doing, the chance he took to get to this point, but also like his the, the life that his job was to go from Saskatoon, hop on a plane, go to Cancun and check on his property he was developing. I thought, how cool was that? I, I, I knew I needed to get involved somehow with sales, marketing or something, because sales was my my background mm -hmm. uh, in my in my previous career, basically. Uh, so I knew like I I wanted to get involved somehow. So from that point on, we just that whole trip, I was thinking, you know, we were, we were I was bringing up conversations, you know, how how could I get involved with this somehow with you, Mike? You know, what could what value could I bring? And we just you know, we're brainstorming. And I just I love the whole the whole trip there he was he was meeting some clients you know that that had bought and uh, bought a condo and he was checking on you know met, met the contractor as well going over the the construction and stuff and i just thought it was was amazing and then you know we're going for our 2 3 p.m happy hours in in the afternoon and sometimes those turn into you know seven eight o'clock at night we turn into dinners and you don't get much work done that's another part of mexico life that it just happens and um <laughs> But I, I just, you know, we were, I thought it was amazing. And then it was just, it was a short trip, you know, only three days or four days. I can't remember exactly, but went back and we're on the plane going back. And I'm like, Mike, I, I just like, how can I, I want to get involved somehow. I don't know if you need a partner, if you're looking for a partner, but I can maybe help you with sales marketing. I'm good at that. You know, I've sold all my, I sold all my houses I had in Saskatoon throughout the years on my own. I, you know, I just, he's like, yeah, well, we can maybe try sales, see how it goes. You can do some ads for me or, you know, run some Kijiji, put some stuff on Kijiji or Sask houses. I, you know, you know, so we, we started with that. I went back and I was actually at my job, which I shouldn't say this, but I, my job really where I was at, I didn't want to focus on it anymore. I didn't care. You know, I yes. had this other Mexico, Mexico on my mind. So right from that next that day I arrived back to work, I was like, I was on Kijiji. I was, you know, putting stuff out there, Caban condos, Mexico, oceanfront condos in Mahawal, you know, only four condos left. I, I was just putting ads every, not ads, but just uploading stuff. Yeah. I put stuff on Sask houses as well. And uh, just trying to get some interest. And, you know, we kind of, things were, you know, interest was kind of peaking up a bit. And then I, I started, I took over the Facebook page. I took over the, you know, the Instagram, the social media stuff. Um, Cause Mike just, he didn't have time back then really to, to do all that or get involved or, or, you know, really grow it. So, and then basically, you know, adding to the long story short, cause there's so much I'm missing, but anyways, it just, you know, the interest kind of peaked up. I had a few meetings with clients in Saskatoon, didn't sell anything, but then, you know, Mike realized that, you know, maybe I could take on a partner, maybe I could have somebody involved, but you'd have to move down. How do you feel about living in Mexico? And I said, well, that's a pretty big step because I've never lived anywhere but Saskatoon, you know, never left Saskatoon, never lived anywhere else. Uh, I've traveled, yes, here and there, but so it was a big decision, but I, you know, I, and I, I've been in sales. I've, I've had Monday to Friday, jobs, you know, careers, I call them jobs, because really, they, you know, that's all they were for me, you know, now I have a career, I have a lifestyle that I love. And, you know, I can't go back. And that's what makes me work so hard right now is because I can't go back to that previous life of the eight to five Monday to Friday. Once you know, something else exists, you can't go back to it. It's hard. So that's what motivates me every day gets me out of bed early and focused on, you know, making sure this is successful. So, so anyways, um, getting back to that story, I, I 
it was nervous. It was, it was a hard time. And I was like asking so many people, uh, other entrepreneurs, um, friends, you know, is this a good idea? Should I move? And everybody was like, you'd be stupid not to. And the only difficult, you know, was my parents, my, my, my mom being an only child, she wanted all her kids close to home. I have only one brother and one sister and they both live in Saskatoon. My mom's an only child. So for her, she wants everybody close to home and it's still hard for her, you know, to this day. And it's tough for me being down here, being away from, from, you know, my family, cause we're very close. So my dad was, you know, for it. Cause he, he knew it was a great opportunity. He, he, as you know, he was, he saw the, the, the future, the, the opportunity I could have, uh, if things worked out and it was really, uh, actually my boss at, I was working at Flamin agriculture, uh, mm -hmm. at the time as a territory sales rep, um, for Saskatchewan, Manitoba, for the rental dealers we had. And my, my boss there at the time I asked him, uh, you know, he, he wasn't the owner. He was, he was just kind of the department boss and he, be, he was an entrepreneur before Flamin bought him out. He was in Musumin, mm -hmm. uh, but he's like, Parrish, you, it's 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 there's no choice you have to do it you can always come back to saskatoon or wherever if it doesn't work out you have to take this chance you know it, it's it, it's a no-brainer so after i you know he basically told me that i just made my decision and within i don't know within like a few months six months i think i quit at flamin and then basically was uh starting the process of kind of downgrading my stuff in Saskatoon and, and moving to moving to Mahawal. So I, I basically sold everything I pretty much had moved with two suitcases, zero Spanish to, to from Saskatoon <laughs> to Mahawal, which Mahawal is like a town of like 2000, 3000, maybe 5,000 people. It's a cruise ship port in, in the Costa Maya region of, of Quintana Roo, the state of Quintana Roo. So South of like Tulum. So really, you know, there's a lot of English speaking, you know, people that live there and expats and stuff, but it's a very small community. So basically put everything I had left in storage, rented my house and then ended up moving and joined in the company with Mike and, and, uh, and arrived to Mexico. That yes. is incredible. I feel like to have been able to have these conversations with the people in your realm at the time, including people that you worked with, knowing that that would mean you were leaving there is just such the power of community, right? And being able to yeah. um, feel that support from people, even if it's hard decisions and even though yeah. it's hard for your family and all of those types of things, but to just know that opportunities like that don't come along every single day. And I think often, especially living where we live, like we're live Saskatoon being home base, not that there's not stuff happening here, but it is a smaller city. It isn't a, a big hub um, in Canada. And I think that, when opportunities like that present themselves, I think it just makes for such a cool story for um, people living here that there anything is possible, that you can honestly create whatever life you want to live, but you have to be willing to take those chances. And it's scary, like selling all your stuff and moving with two suitcases and no language, like the language barrier, like that's, I've lived in Asia before, that is scary. Like you feel like there is just this big giant neon sign on you all the time that you don't really belong there until suddenly you feel like you do. <laughs> yeah, it's no risk, no reward, right? And it's like, you know, I think, like you said, it's just if you don't take the opportunity, you'll never know. And then you just regret. You just years go by and you, you look back. It's like, man, I wish I would have taken that chance. What if, what if I did this? What if I did that? Well, you're, you're not going to know unless you take the chance, right? And, and 
and it's hard to break out of your comfort zone. It's hard. I've had an eight to five Monday to Friday career for since I was early twenties, you know, and I've had that, that salary plus commission. So I've, I've had, I've, and I've made good money in the years and it's just, it's, it's hard to risk that, you know, cause you don't know being, you know, working on your own, you never know what tomorrow brings. Right. But totally. yeah. So, Oh, that's amazing. So what would you say, like now that you've been down there for a while and business continues and a few, this initial purchase has turned into many other things that have happened down there and it just keeps evolving and growing. And it's so cool to follow along on Instagram and to see all of the amazing things that are happening, happening, um, for you guys and how many people are getting to live their dream in moving to Mexico because of what you guys are developing. Um, what would you say have been some of the most unexpected things, whether it be good things or challenging things, because I know you alluded to that already too. Obviously you're living in a completely different culture. Things just run differently. And that's part of the cards of traveling and being places you just adapt to what's going on around you. But what have been some of the most unexpected things that have happened since you've lived there that you really couldn't have ever predicted prior to being immersed there? I'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to introduce you to an incredible woman named Fian, owner of Okiki Consulting. Listen, I know firsthand the challenges of capturing video for content in your business. Creating, designing, and putting content out can feel like a full-time job. Fian empowers entrepreneurs and business owners to tell their stories through video content, offering videography packages, and videography coaching. Working with Fian on the curated content socials has been a game changer for my business and for my clients who she's created, edited, and captured video for. Not only is Fian passionate about helping your business rise through video, she is a salt-of-the-earth human and working with her will help your business rise. And because we want you to treat yourself and your business to great things in the year ahead, as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you get an exclusive rate for video services with Okiki Consulting. Click the link in the show notes and head over to okikiconsulting.ca to book your discovery call to find out how video can elevate your business in the most incredible ways because today is a great day to celebrate. All right, friend, back to the show. I think the biggest thing about moving to Mexico is for myself and, and just in general for people, it, it's just the, the the way things work here. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's a slower process of life and it's just things don't always go as planned one errand can turn into a full day's event okay if you want to go last two weeks ago this is no lie i was trying to find a light bulb i was trying to find a, a basic light bulb a led light for my for my condo in merida and i go to home depot which normally would would carry this type of, of bulb they didn't have it it took me like four different places to go to find one simple light bulb that in canada you would go to the first store it would take you half an hour so that little that little expedition took me like, you know, half a day or almost a full day just to get a light bulb. So little things like that, like when you when you vacation in Mexico, it's very different than living. And that's what, you know, I try to explain to a lot of our clients that vacationing, you know, it's exciting and you're only here for a brief period of time. But living here, it's it's very different. If you're living full time, it's just you got to adapt to the lifestyle. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just that's what makes it makes Mexico beautiful in, in its own way. But it can get frustrating for someone like me, who's more like I, I get Mike is more 
For sure. Like Mike is more calm and relaxed. I'm, I'm the I'm the opposite. And like at least my girlfriend, she's like Mike. She's very chill and relaxed. You know, she's she's Mexican. She's she's obviously accustomed to the lifestyle here. For me, it's like I'm go go go, and I, I expect things you know a certain way, and and to get things done, I don't like when things don't go right. I like you know order, and when things go right, and so that just doesn't happen. I'm going to a bank machine. I'm in Playa del Carmen right now at actually Elisa's house. I live in Merida. I'll right. get it to, to, to that later. But um, I go to a bank machine to take out some pesos. The first one wasn't working. Second one is out of pesos. Third one finally worked. So just like little things like that, that you have to adapt. You have to be willing to adapt to. And if, if you can't, you might not survive here. You might not last. And, um, you know, so little things like that that make it challenging um obviously the language barrier another one um i don't speak spanish fluently i i i i understand a lot and i can um i can i can understand i can speak basics uh, but uh the you know, language barrier doing construction with what we do and that's why we kind of have mario working for us so mm -hmm. mario speaks english french and and spanish quite well so he's kind of our our contractor basically he he does a little bit of english uh but his english is about as good as my spanish so it really right. <laughs> doesn't work too well between us or mike so we have mario that kind of acts as our translator you know when we need so you know that's a challenge for you know doing business in mexico especially construction is is not speaking the language but obviously we're we're getting by uh but if you know one of us Spanish is a very difficult language to learn. I might even tried taking lessons at, at universities of Saskatchewan a few years ago. And I have tried uh, to, it's on my bucket list of things that I would love. We love spending time in Mexico. That's like our favorite place to go, but I have tried to, and it is challenging. And I just, it's such a beautiful, like it sounds so beautiful and hearing people speak it. And I always feel like my children are bilingual and they speak French here. So they have sometimes noticed certain similarities in the French and Spanish when they're down there of things that they can pick up right. on from like reading right. signs and different things. But yeah, I do not feel like this is something that comes naturally to me at all. And I continue to try. <laughs> it's tough. It is tough, but I, I've, I've survived six, six years now here. And, you know, I, I've survived and, and, you know, my girlfriend, yes, you know, we, when I first moved down here, I was I was single. I met Elise uh, about a year and a half after I was down here. Um, so I got lazy when I was when you're by yourself or when you, yes. you when you're forced to use the language. You 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 can adapt. You pick it up a lot more. Uh, with her, she speaks she uh, she speaks great English. So um, I get lazy when we we talk right. in English. When we go out, she'll order she'll talk in Spanish if we need. Uh, so I get lazy when I'm around her, which is unfortunate. You need to really immerse yourself in it the best way is a one-on-one -on -one instructor hire somebody one-on-one -on -one or just really force yourself to to speak it or uh immerse yourself with within the locals and and that's the way you can really uh learn it the easiest i, I think yeah I find. so but. what would you say so as you are because you are essentially you're living down there and you are kind of like the feet on the ground liaison to people who are living, whether it be in Canada or the United States or wherever in the world that are choosing to want to um, move to Mexico, whether for portions of the year or full-time, whatever their lifestyle stage they're at, what are some of the questions that come up? Because I feel like 
the idea of living somewhere for people that have this as a dream where they're thinking, oh, I want to live somewhere else and either like ditch out on winter, especially like we talked about here, <laughs> or make that escape or permanently full-time live somewhere else. It's like always feels like this big, awesome dream that like, how does this actually happen? What would you find are the questions that you get from people as they are reaching out to you guys and trying to make this decision as to whether or not this is something that's for them? What is the most common stuff that kind of comes up? The, the biggest thing for us, I guess, would be because, you know, we're a property developer, so our clients are mainly interested in buying property, right? So the biggest question we get is, can you finance property in Mexico or mm -hmm. can you get a mortgage on property in Mexico? Are, are mortgages available? So that is the number one question we get weekly, pretty much. Um, and the big answer to that is is no Mexico is uh, is the cash market so you know banks Canadian banks lenders won't finance property in Mexico um, most people will, will what what most of our clients do uh, whether they're Canadian American or European they'll refinance an existing property um, or take a home equity line of credit you know right they don't have two or three hundred thousand laying around and refinance or take a equity line of home equity line of credit there are there are uh, a few private lenders out there um but really high rates and right. uh, um yeah i mean people do use them if as a last resort if, if need be and uh, you know it's another big question would be is can you actually own the property in mexico you know mm. a lot of people you know say you can you can't and there's a lot of rumors you know out there that uh, that are floating around but uh, yes, you, you do own the property in Mexico. You see full title in your name. Thousands of foreigners do it, you know, every year. So it is, it is doable. Hmm. So one, what do you find people that are choosing to move and create a new lifestyle for themselves in Mexico, which honest to goodness, I just keep looking outside as we're recording thinking, wow, I wish <laughs> that that was where I was waking up tomorrow. Um, palm trees and some sun. Don't. <laughs> We should have had a cerveza while we're sitting here having our happy hour. Yes. Um, right. Um, so would you find that are people, are people moving down there to retire? Are they choosing to just skip out on winter and still sort of have a whole nother life back home? I always feel like I remember when, when my husband and I were meeting with Mike many years ago, I remember thinking this is only for people who are retired and they're fully sort of at this place in life. And I, that never sat well with me. I was always like, no, I don't want to wait until I'm retired to get to go live the dream that I've been wanting. We're seeing a, a mix. And I think the way the world has gone now, um, I'll give you an example, you know, with technology, with COVID, with COVID, what it, what it did is it made people realize life is short. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't really know what's going to happen next week or next month. Um, it also made people realize I don't need to work. I don't need to show up at the office every day, depending on, right. you know, what you do, et cetera, or, you know, um, my example, two examples, my previous owner of well, where I, my previous job where I used to work, the owner of the company, He's in, he's in West Coast, Mexico. He realized, COVID made him realize, I don't need to go the, to the office. He's like 60 some years old and like he can work from his computer on, on the beach or at his mm -hmm. house or condo in, in, I think he's in Puerto Vallarta, you know, area. So 
Another example, an accountant from, she's from BC. She was looking at buying a condo from us. And she's like, she told me this. She's like, yeah, COVID made me realize I don't have to go to my office every day. I can work from a computer. I can do what I do anywhere as long as I have an internet connection. She was, you know, in her fifties as well. So I think technology's made people realize, you know, that they don't need to be tied to a desk or an office. Um, a lot of people are working online, working remotely. We're seeing a mixed most of our, most people down here, you know, our clients, for example, are retirees or semi-retirees. Uh, we have, you know, a few, few younger clients as well, but people are realizing that um, they don't, you know, just COVID made people realize that, that like, if we want to buy property or we want to live somewhere else, we can do that. We don't have to stay mm. where we are, uh, Mexico, you know, obviously the weather the, 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 is a big factor, the cost of living. Um, people, there's still people that, that want to still remain attached to Canada. So there's people that, that, that don't want to live here full-time and there's people that are, have moved here full-time that are living full-time. They go back to Canada to visit friends and family, kind of what I do. You know, I go back still every, you know, three, four times a year, I go back to, to Saskatoon to, Christmas, uh, summer, uh, Easter time, at least to visit friends and family. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of people that, that will give up everything in Canada, sell everything and move here full time, you know, pick up the residency and, and, and move here. And there's people that just go back and forth, snowbird. Uh, there's people that just vacation throughout the year. And then there's digital nomads that just, you know, work from anywhere and just do what they want type of thing and live free. Wow. So as you've been there, as you've been there longer now and are settled in and it feels, I'm guessing you sort of always feel like half of your heart is in both places at once, knowing that you still have family and friends and in both places now, as you've created a new life for yourself there. Right. Um, what have been some of the most, we've kind of talked about some of the challenges, which um, can come up. And I totally agree with you. Like, definitely, I can imagine vacationing is one thing, but actually choosing to live somewhere else. I experienced that living across the world as well. Like, it's a totally different experience when you're just learning things that just don't feel familiar. And um, we're used to life a certain way where we live here in Saskatoon. Um, but what have been some of the most sort of incredible places you've seen and the adventures that you've had and the things that you've gotten to do from being there that would never have happened um, staying in Saskatoon. Yeah, well, uh, obviously Mexico is a, a beautiful, big, beautiful, diverse country, you know, in terms of climate and terrain, uh, beaches, you know, beautiful beaches, ocean, water, um, beautiful cities uh, in Yucatan, I mean, we're filled with cenotes, which are underground uh, uh, water, fresh water. Uh, you know, they come in forms of caves or just, you know, basically just open bodies of water, fresh water mm -hmm. full of fish that you can snorkel with, jump in. Um, even our Costco in Merida. So Merida, where I live, we have a cenote in our Costco parking lot. So as, as you, you pull into to Costco, there's a it's, a, it's a protected, you can't go in this one, but it's just, there's a cenote, right? I've, I've posted many photos and videos of it, but it's just so cool to see, um, my, you know, all the ruins, the Mayan ruin sites uh, that you can see, the the culture, you know, the history, the, the different cities. I mean, Merida, I, I could talk about Merida. The, the city is a, an amazing city of, of almost a million people where I live. And it's just, um, the people are, are, are amazing. So friendly. 
Um, it's a beautiful historic city. Uh, the downtown central is full of uh, beautiful architecture, full of restaurants. I mean, you could eat. That's what the thing about like, I mean, people always say Saskatoon has amazing restaurants or good, you know, it does, but maybe for people that haven't really left Saskatoon, <laughs> they're gonna probably hate me for saying that but uh, i i could you know going to merida i just like i could i could go eat at a different place for like a year and probably not reach everyone like it's just the you the mexican food you know you want whatever you want it just it has everything so um i don't know just even two weeks ago we we i've never been to west coast mexico so uh elisa's elisa my girlfriend's from from northern mexico that's another actually you know great point of, of being here, living here is I met, I met my girlfriend, I met Elisa, we've been together, you know, over five years now. And, and she's really helped me a lot adapting here. Um, you know, being by yourself, traveling solo, I don't know if you did when you went to uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It makes you get out of your comfort zone a lot, but it, it can be very scary, you know, at times too, being somewhere you don't, you're, mm -hmm. you don't know, um, but it also can be the best time of your life. Um, but, uh, you know, meeting her has, has helped me really here as well to grow and she's growing our business, you know, that's a whole other story as well, but just being adapting to the way things are here. She's helped a lot and helping me find things, you know, something as simple as, a uh, a cell phone plan or, you know, tell yeah, us totally. little things about that just, you know, make it a, really a lot easier. So um, what I was, I was getting at is we, I've never been to West coast, Mexico. So two weeks ago, we, we hopped on a plane and it was actually my, my birthday on uh, November 6th. So we went to um, Puerto Vallarta cause I've, you know, and, and the flights are like $150 or like super cheap in inner Mexico. You can fly, all over super super cheap so we we went and checked out west coast mexico part of Art. uh we went you know punta mita sayulita never been to that that side so um it was cool to see and it's just so different you got the different terrain you know the mountains mm -hmm. and obviously the pacific ocean it's different than what we're used to the caribbean or the gulf in in yucatan here so just and it just it's so close but it's just very different you know yes. and that's what even going to like Mexico City, uh, which we've been a few times. I love it. I love, I love going there. Um, it's just so different. Mexico is so different in terms of, you know, Canada has the mountains. We've got uh, the prairies, you know, the East Coast as well. It's, you know, it's different, but Mexico is just, it's very different. So. Yeah, it's like you're in co like completely opposite, like completely different countries going from one end to the other. Like it looks different. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, that's so cool. Amazing that you've lived there for that long and hadn't ever seen that side. <laughs> yeah, I've like I I've stuck stuck like honestly it's been it's been busy. You know, we've we've we were slow. <laughs> Business has been busy and I just haven't I've I've been wanting to go the last 2 3 years of really taken off for us and we're going through some growing pains because it's just like you know it was like this i don't know if i can mm -hmm. see and then just yeah. kind of like like this Straight so up. it's like yeah. <laughs> since COVID especially it's gotten even more crazier uh, people like i get on my my phone phone calls messages people that just want to move to mexico that they're like we're done with canada we want out <laughs> I'm not a tour guide, but it's just like, I've, I'm trying to 
run the run the business thing and then I'm getting all these other trying to deal with everything so it's just it's just a lot especially with a lot of the people that are wanting out of Canada uh, or Americans out of the U.S. because of politics or whatever so it's just we're getting a lot of influx of inquiries on our properties but just a lot of other stuff as well which um it's hard to so yeah getting back to the traveling it's just i've wanted to explore other parts of mexico it's just and my plan next year or you know this year coming up is to travel uh you know some some of the other different regions regions i haven't been to yet so i'm excited for that well that's amazing it's interesting too because there's so many places even in canada where i'm like hey obviously have lived here my whole life but have never been further than toronto so there's like so much of the country it's hard when you're living there especially when you're working like it's one thing if you're like oh we're gonna go travel for a while and explore through mexico and just let ourselves go but working and running a business is not for the weak of heart for anybody at any given time, no matter where you live. (laughs) Um, And it is all consuming. And I think that that's great that you're making that more of a priority next year. So um, I wanted to, I feel like I could, we could talk about Mexico probably for the next hours and hours and never run out of things to talk about with it. But um, thank you so much for sharing all of these details. I feel like you've answered so many questions that I think are often just like percolating and brewing in people's minds, but they're like, who do you actually ask these questions to when you live somewhere else and need to get like a straight answer, not just Google, how do I move to Mexico and wonder if the information that's coming up is like even appropriate. Um, So that's amazing. Thanks for sharing so openly about um, your business. And I'm so excited that the growth has continued on for you guys and that um, things are going so well. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you. to wrap up our conversations, I have some lightning round questions that I always ask my guests just for some fun at the end of our chat. <laughs> you ready? Ever. What book are you currently reading? Or do you read? <laughs> I, I, I don't read books. I, I don't. I'm I'm more of a, a YouTuber or like like teaching myself uh, marketing. Um, yes. I'm really on, you know, Gary, Gary V stuff, just teaching, trying to learn, learning more about marketing, uh, social media, how to grow the business type of thing. A big thing is NFTs right now. I'm really excited about the NFT world, the metaverse, all that kind of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I don't read books. I'm more YouTube listening, watching. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, are you a coffee drinker and what's your coffee order? Love coffee, um, Americano with uh, a little bit of cream, a dash of cream, no sugar, and then usually uh, a shot of espresso. I had one this morning, a shot of espresso on the side also. So, I've had many, many a delicious coffee in Mexico. Love coffee, it. yes, Chapa's <laughs> got some good beans. Yes, lots of good uh, blends here, definitely. Love it. My girls always really like the hot chocolates that they offer there. There's yeah. like a cinnamony sweet different kind of taste than hot chocolate that we have here <laughs> yeah it is, it is a little bit a little bit sweeter different different sweetness i guess yeah i love it um okay if you had to pick one song right now that was the theme song of your life what would it be oh boy um <laughs> i think there's a song called roller coaster <laughs> it's been like up and down up and down I was going to say, where is this going to lead? Yeah, that sounds about right as an entrepreneur. I think that could be our uh, theme song for every day with other ones underlying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what's your favorite junk food? Uh, I love uh, chips. I've been addicted for many, many years. I don't smoke. I, I love, you know, 
a good whiskey, uh, Irish mm -hmm. whiskey or tequila. But chips are my um, my go-to. I love the crunchiness, the salt, uh, chocolate as well. I could be seen eating, you know, <laughs> snacking on chips almost daily, every second day. Love it, love it. Is there anything, I'll, I'll change the question. Is there anything that you can't get in Mexico that sometimes you're like, oh man, if I only had this right now? Ketchup chips, you know. <laughs> Ketchup, uh, Doritos, the, the Doritos here. Okay, so you got Doritos, you got the the nacho cheese, which you're familiar with up up in, yeah. up north in, in Canada. Uh, so down here, they're not they're, they're nacho cheese, but they're not uh, really cheesy. They're more spicy. So it always seems more spicy there. Anything yeah. you buy that says it's like a certain way, it's guaranteed to be about little, ten times hotter than you would imagine if you opened a bag in Canada. A little bit, yeah. But but you know, like Merida, that's another thing I wanted, wanted to say is there's so many uh, we have so many amazing supermarkets that I can get pretty much Chedrari Super Selecto, which is one of the bigger chains here. They have like pretty much everything we're used to back in. I mean, we got WalMarts, we got Home Depots, we got everything, but uh, little things like uh, ketchup chips. Um, other than that, everything else is pretty close to some chocolates like, okay, the no Reese's peanut butter cups I can get, uh, Mars bars, you know, something like that. Right. Uh, but most things, ketchup chips seem to, to stick out in my head. That, I've heard that from so many people. And I thought that too, when I lived in Asia too, there are certain things where you're like, yeah, you just need your your common snacks. I love grocery shopping in Mexico. When we've stayed, we've, we sometimes stay for some extended stays where we're in a condo and need to be getting groceries and stuff. And yeah. it's so fun, like up and down the aisles, like looking at like the unique products that are there and like seeing new yeah. things yeah. that you've never seen before. I, I was like that uh, yeah, for the first few years, but then I adapted. I I order online now, or I order, I order my groceries on an good, app. Good for I, you. <laughs> time, right? I could do. Some, yeah. I actually hate grocery shopping. I'm going to be honest about that. I hate. I, I you can pay me to go to a superstore. My mom and dad. My mom and dad shop at superstore in Saskatoon. They'll go for like a two liter bottle of Coke or a bag of <laughs> chips or a carton of eggs. I'm like, you guys are going all that way, wait in line to huge store just for a small item so i hate shopping i i it's one of the biggest things i just i hate doing i hate grocery shopping we have completely moved fully online to our grocery shopping here now too and it is the best and what i love is like it doesn't matter what it is i need like three things kate we're just gonna order that online i'm not going in I'm back to Saskatoon when i'm back save on foods i yes. i do the i usually do the pickup online pickup and order online but pick it up and yes. i love it Looks so great. easy i know i love it um Okay. When was the last time you had a really good laugh? Entrepreneurship is hard and things can be stressful. What was the last thing you really laughed about? Elisa says, I'm a Scorpio and I'm, I'm always serious. I'm always like, I can't, I do laugh. And um, the last time I would say would be what's today's Wednesday, Tuesday, <laughs> it was Sunday. No, Sunday, a couple of days ago, we were, we were out um, getting her, getting a car wash detailed. It was a Sunday, like, I don't know, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we drop off the car. We, we just walked to, there was a restaurant right, right next to the car wash place. And uh, by the way, car wash here costs like 80 pesos. So that's like $3 to get your car washed Come here. Come on. Like but at anyway, least minimum $12 here. Uh, yeah. And this, this is by hand uh, and dry. Yeah. As well, like so. better. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're, we're we went to to this place to have a have a, a, just a drink and wait it was gonna take like an hour to clean the car and uh there's this taxi comes in drops off his car two guys come out a case of a, a, a cardboard box sit sit down on the on the table kind of or the little it was just a stump like a wooden wooden stump it's a box box of Dos Equis, uh, Cerveza and I, I just look at Elisa and I just start like laughing it's, it's a taxi driver and his buddy and they're just 10 30 in the morning and cracking beers and just shooting the shit and drinking a Cerveza waiting for his car to get washed I we have a laugh about that actually so the things that would just never happen here for the most well, part that's but exactly just... what I said I, I said to Elisa I was like look at that that is and I I made an Instagram story I think I, I didn't like, see Lisa, that one <laughs> This would never happen in in Canada, and she's like, "No, we just had a good laugh amongst ourselves." That's hilarious. I love it. Parish, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was so. Uh, this is it's warmed warmed me up to hear about Mexico, to talk about Mexico, um, and I am so grateful that you have shared um, your guys' this really cool business story today. And I will link everything in the show notes so that people following along can follow Kevin Condos on Instagram and stay tuned on all of the uh, new things that are going to continue to come for you guys. Awesome. I thank you. It was a pleasure and uh, glad to do it. And uh, really, really uh, thank you. Thank you for, for having me. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast is proud to be a member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Conexus. Wellness, however you define it, is achievable. You don't even need to figure it all out yourself. Talk to Conexus. They'll give you guidance, motivation, and the push you need to reach your goals. They've got you. They're your financial partner, and they know you can achieve your very best, your financial best. Prove them right. Start right at Conexus Credit Union.